Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, my pleasure to be here with you today. It is Labor Day, but I guess you kind of knew that, didn't you? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. We ask for many things, O Lord, and you give to us all that we need. Father, you give us strength and you bless our work. And then you bring us peace and rest. Thank you, Abba Father, for this day, for our jobs, for our families. We do not deserve your blessings, but I ask that you will also bless America, that we might once again be that shining light on the hill for all to see, not to see us, no, Abba Father, but that our works and deeds will glorify you and increase your kingdom. You are our deliverer. You are our rescue. You are truth. You are justice, and you are almighty God, creator of all life. Protect us in our work and in our rest. Tomorrow may be, may we have renewed strength, the clarity of mind and wisdom laced with the power of discernment and love. Make us steadfast and vigilant for you, for liberty, for freedom for ourselves and for our nation. It is for such a time as this, Father, we pray in Jesus, our, Jesus, our Savior's name. Amen. Today is Labor Day. It's a national holiday where all workers and those who don't work take a day of rest. <laughs> they take a day off to rest. We've spent many a Labor Day show reminiscing its origin as to when Labor Day started and why. But this year... I want to concentrate on rest. We need to rest, and we need encouragement. For today, in this nation, there is much unrest. And what seems to be a complete lack of common sense, there's a whole lot of nonsense, and even more yet, an abundance of corruption. The following lyrics are to a song called as the deer. And it's taken from the scripture of Psalm 42. It refers to rest, peace, protection, and strength. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. 
You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. You are my friend, and you are my brother, even though you are a king. I love you more than any other, so much more than anything. I want you more than gold or silver. Only you can satisfy. You alone are the real joy giver and the apple of my eye. For you alone are my strength, my shield. You alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. You know, the original laborless day was designed by God. I read it in the opening when we were getting ready for prayer. Thus in the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, and all the seventh and on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. He said that twice, you know. God wasn't tired. He doesn't get tired. His work was complete. We're not going to debate which day of the week this was, but God did command us to rest. And you know, the commandments are not there to give you the shout knots. They're there to protect you. And to rest is a protection. Do Americans even know how to rest? Do we know what it is to stand back and look at a completed task? Many do. Hopefully most Americans do. I enjoy my sewing projects, and I'm making multiple items, usually sewing for the children and the grandchildren and great-grandchildren at Christmas. When I'm done, I line them all up, and I take a picture. I remember my mother used to take Polaroid pictures. We used to laugh about it. She'd get her old instant camera out, and she'd take a Polaroid picture of her crocheting projects or her quilt. While I'm sewing, my husband is usually in his shop doing woodworking projects for the family. Again, Christmas gifts. And again, it requires a vast number of items. Usually they're the same thing. Mine are vary in color. His necessarily don't, necessarily. But it is a great feeling when you stand back and you look at those projects done. And then they're wrapped and they're waiting for the grand openings. We must learn to take pride in our jobs and make sure that we do our best and also to rest. I've been in this nesting mood lately. You know, they usually say women who are expecting do that. I'm not expecting. (laughs) But I'm trying to purge and organize. And it feels good to go back and look at the cleaned out drawer, the cleaned out cabinet or the closet. And, you know, in fact, years ago, when I was selling Tupperware, they had a woman come in who supposedly was an expert at cleaning and organizing. And she gave us tips on how to be organized and keep our house that way. She actually claimed that she cleaned every one of her toilets every day. I don't know how many toilets she had, but, you know. But don't get me wrong. I got some great ideas from her. Not that my house is clean. It certainly isn't. But one thing I remembered was she said, when you get discouraged or overwhelmed, go back and look at that closet or that single shelf that you cleaned off. And see how good it looks. And take pride and encouragement in that. And stop beating yourself up. 
I felt that was good advice. I do not have a spotless clean house. It looks lived in, but I do try to organize and reorganize from time to time. I even dust once in a while. But I'm writing a book. Oh, yeah, Beth, you've said that before. I'm actually working on four of them, but I got one done. It is done, and that feels good. But I have to move forward now and finish the project, design the cover, and get it published. That's going to be the trick, I think. There is always much work to do. It is never done. You know, the used to say uh, a man's work is from sun to sun, a woman's work is never done. We laugh about that, but you know that's really not true. But we must take time to rest. Many a holiday I have used to play catch-up on work at home. Yes, even on Sundays. I am guilty. Not bragging. It's just a confession. But we all need to rest. Do we in America even know how to truly rest and have peace? I think sometimes we fail to do that. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're talking about Labor Day, but we're also talking about rest. I got a few stories to tell. I think you'll, I hope you get a kick out of them. Rudy laughs at me when I tell my stories. (laughs) You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Elmer Heinrich here to talk about minerals. Now, most people are aware our topsoil is depleted and our foods, especially fruits and vegetables, lack many minerals compared to years ago. Maybe that's the reason the world is sick. Now, according to Dr. Linus Pauling, our bodies need 60 minerals every day, but on average, we get less than 12 minerals from our foods. Immuno 150, an incredible nutritional supplement, can fill that gap because it contains 70 colloidal plant minerals and 80 additional nutrients. 150 in all. A month's supply of Amino 150 is available for $54.95 by calling 888-316-2224 or on the website Amino150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. The 70 minerals are the key to good health and longevity, so call 888-316-2224. 888-316-2224. You'll be glad you did. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. 
Are you one of many who are avoiding genetically modified food or food containing soy? If so, have we got an egg for you. Ben Roberts eggs are soy-free and non-GMO, making them safe and deliciously nutritious. Ben feeds his hens his own mixture, which does not contain soy and is non-GMO. Look for the eggs in the red and white checkered box in the dairy case at Deerberg's, Hy-Vee, or your local natural market. As a breast cancer survivor, I'm aware that certain foods are more beneficial to my health. The American Breast Cancer Foundation has endorsed Ben's eggs for women who need to avoid eating soy. Ben Roberts' eggs are absolutely soy-free and non-GMO. Make this healthy choice. Look for Ben's eggs in the red and white checkered box at Deerberg's, Hy-Vee, or in your local health food store. If you don't see them, ask for them. You'll be glad you did. We have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So I'm going to reminisce back to when I was a little girl. Labor Day. Well, when I was a youngster, we lived in Raytown, Missouri. Labor Day at our house was pretty much like any other day. It was not necessarily a day of rust, and it wasn't necessarily a vacation day. It was just another day. We didn't have any grand celebrations, and Daddy always had to work. The factory where he worked, Owens Corning Fiberglass, they never shut down. I kind of explained that in a show a while back. It cost too much to turn those ovens off and then get them heated back up. We never took family vacations either. It just wasn't convenient, and I don't think Daddy really liked to go places. (laughs) He liked to be home. You know, he worked at Owens Corning Fiberglass, and that was rotating shifts. And then there was a time when my Daddy took night classes, and he learned to tune pianos. So when he wasn't working at the factory and he wasn't sleeping, he was tuning people's pianos. He tuned for Cole's company there in Kansas City and Jenkins company, and he had his own company. So he was working all the time. There were a few weekends we went and took trips to Grandma Sumter's, and she lived in Bonterre, Missouri. Labor Day was, however, the final day of summer vacation, and school was starting soon. Usually the very next day, or the following Monday. Yep, we jumped right into it. No easing in with short weeks when we were kids. Maybe we were tougher as kids, or maybe it was our teachers that were tougher. School shopping, of course, it wasn't done on Labor Day, but we did do school shopping. Uh, It wasn't a huge event like it was when my kids were little, but it was pretty humble, And the boys, my brothers, would get, I don't know, new shoes or jeans or something. I really didn't pay attention to what they've got. But I remember one year, I didn't get clothes every year. But I remember one year I got two dresses off of a sale rack. The boys usually did get jeans and socks and stuff. Um, They were both plaid. And I think they were like a dollar a piece or something like that. I don't really remember. We all got a pair of shoes for school year. I got, if I got new socks, I certainly don't remember that. I do remember using rubber bands to hold my socks up. And all the hand-me-downs from my sister were older because she was nine years older than me. Well, she's still nine years older than me. I remember wearing some of her shoes and I had to put, I had to stuff Kleenex in the toe. So they would fit. And if you've ever tried that, that doesn't really make them fit. 
Were we poor? No, I don't think we were poor. I didn't think so. It was just a big family. That's just the way it was. We didn't use backpacks when in my day, but I did carry a lunchbox. It was almost always. I don't remember having anything other than a plaid lunchbox, metal plaid lunchbox. And one time, I mentioned this on the air years ago when I was working for Derry Brownfield, and a listener sent Derry a lunchbox that was um, uh, Roy Rogers, and he sent me a plaid one, and I still have it showcased here in my office. All summer long, my mom saved pennies in a jar. I remember the penny jars of pennies sat on the windowsill in the kitchen. That was our milk money for the school year. Yes, pennies. And I do remember mom becoming quite upset when the school milk went up from two cents to three cents and then to five cents. Pennies were no longer enough. <laughs> the penny jar disappeared. But she'd throw that in my lunchbox. I'd have my pennies that were in my lunchbox. And then they were there when I went to the lunchroom and I got my milk. We rode the yellow school bus, as Kamala would say. Who doesn't like the yellow school bus, right? I remember that I envied the walkers at school because they could go home for lunch. It was a different day and time in the nation, for sure. There were rules when riding the bus, that yellow school bus. We had to stay seated, no fighting, and when you misbehave, the driver, if it was bad enough, he would issue, he or she would issue a pink slip. After you received three pink slips, you were not allowed to ride the yellow school bus, which was a huge inconvenience for the parents. Rudy, how long do you think you would have lasted on a yellow school bus? I'm just saying. Two minutes. <laughs> Our yellow school bus was quite crowded. There were four in a seat at times. And then, of course, the district built an additional elementary school and a new junior high school, which is no longer there. When my sons were school age, I would have them, but I would oversee it, do an inventory in their rooms, in their drawers, in their closets, before we headed to the local Walmart and Kmart to buy school clothes and school supplies. Inventory consisted of belts and shoes and socks and three-ring binders and uh, what shape their backpack was in. I did all the laundry, so I pretty much knew what jeans and shirts were needed. If some got the hand-me-downs that were still decent, then they didn't need new clothes, and yes, they grumbled. Not everyone needed a new pack backpack every year, but some did. Somebody would. It was an ordeal. And truly, I do not miss. <laughs> One mom and five sons in the store. It was a bit chaotic at times, and I had to had lots of debates regarding the backpacks. <sighs> Why don't? Why does he get a new backpack and I don't? And I would have to explain because your backpack is fine. Next year, you'll need a new backpack and he won't. <clears throat> it's not fair, a phrase I heard a lot. All of them always needed new socks. And they were all so close in age and size, I had to mark their socks so we'd know whose socks were whose. A Sharpie, a permanent marker on the toe. With an A, a C, a J, or an E. 
Now, my cute child, my youngest, he was, his feet were smaller, so there was no problem at that time knowing which socks were his. And, of course, we had to replenish the school paper, the spiral binders, the pencils, the pens, and everything else. But I had the handy-dandy school list that was printed in the newspaper from the school in my hand. It was an an ordeal, to say the least. My sons didn't take lunches from home. And by the time they were in school, it was more economical just to buy the school lunches. After the chaotic shopping, or in the middle of the shopping, I always treated them to McDonald's. They got to go to McDonald's. Of course, that was over there. I hung that over their head while we were shopping. If you don't behave, you don't get any of the McDonald's, you know. I'm not sure where I got the energy back then, but I was younger. Perhaps it was just a simple matter of survival. I wonder how they remember the school shopping days. In fact, I even sent them texts and asked three of them, and they didn't have any big memories, so I guess I didn't uh, traumatize them too much. But it never failed after the first day of school. Some teacher would have something that was not on the original list that we had to go get. However, it didn't take all six of us. I could go and get one, two, three, four, or five items without the tribe hanging out with me. These days, school starts before Labor Day. Back then, when I was in school, it was be after. I don't think it's necessary to start before, but I'm not on the list of consultants. Some of the stores that make a corporations have free tax days these days, which means the store pays the tax, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be. But um, the smaller stores can't afford to do that, so that puts them at a great disadvantage. When I think of Labor Day, I think back to school. The swimming pools are officially closing, and families and homes begin to prepare for a fall and winter. Football season has arrived, and a new routine takes place in all the households who have family. Homeschoolers don't have this as much, and I do admire all those mothers who take on that responsibility and challenge to homeschool their children. I have a granddaughter who does that with her four children, and uh, it's amazing to me. And I have two daughter-in-laws that teach in public school, and I'll tell you what, I'm proud of each and every one of them. So back to rest. How do we rest? We're going to head into a break here shortly. But in Ecclesiastes 3, if you want to take time to open your Bible... We're going to read a little bit. There's always a time for this and a time for that. And it doesn't really say rest, but I have some scriptures that do. But Ecclesiastes came to my mind, and we're not going to read the entire chapter. But I am going to share some of it with you. Rest is important, America. I think sometimes we feel guilty. Unfortunately, I rest a lot, so I should be feeling guilty. But we shouldn't feel guilty to rest from work. It's good for you. It's good for you. That's how God renews your spirit. Not just night sleep, but rest. Rest and peace. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back.
There's nothing wrong with global communication. After all, high tech has made our world seem smaller. But now we hear terms such as global governance. Henry Lamb's book, A Short Course in Global Governance, is a clear education, indeed, regarding the importance of knowing and understanding global governance. Do you believe the U.N. should have power over the United States or any other nation? With global governance, there is no sovereign United States of America. Read firsthand and learn the true agenda of global governance. America says private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. However, global governance says private ownership of land contributes to social injustice. Public control of land use is indispensable. Learn more now. A short course in global governance is only $750. Visit our online store at csctalkradio.com or send $750 to P.O. Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018 for your A Short Course in Global Governance. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from legal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. For such a time as this, we know that the heart of a nation takes on the heart of its people. If the people have turned from God, the nation is doomed in sin. God is in control of all nations and their leaders. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The future of this nation is relying on the bended knees of the people, God's people. Will you accept this challenge to sacrifice five minutes a day to kneel and to pray? For such a time as this, Queen Esther was put in place by God to save her people. You have that same obligation now. Will you humble yourselves and pray, ask forgiveness and trust in our God to heal our land and bring America home? Do we lack enthusiasm and understanding of the word liberty? Do we weep for liberty which we have lost? Or do we simply not understand the substance and sacrifice for which we were once privileged? Liberty. Webster defines liberty as the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's life, behavior, or political views. Today we seem to want restrictions. Government micromanaging our lives? But do we realize the cost? Alexander Hamilton once stated, There is a certain enthusiasm in liberty that makes human nature rise above itself in acts of bravery and heroism. As a republic, we the people must guard the liberty of others. We must continue the enthusiasm that will make men free. Visit csctalkradio.com, where Beth Ann puts enthusiasm and common sense back into American liberty as she brings America home.
have recharged listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Happy Labor Day. Happy Rest Day. We're going to call it Rest Day because you're not laboring. You're resting, right? You're supposed to be. When we went to the break, we said we were going to talk about Ecclesiastes 3. Not trying to have church. I'm just trying to encourage you to uh, to rest. A time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. This is written by the older King Solomon, if you remember when he got old. He, if you read Ecclesiastes, he can be a little bit, uh, almost sounds like it's downer. You know, he's being a downer. But there is a time and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build, build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. And a time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil, this is the gift of God. And when we go on and we read in the Ten Commandments, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. That's out of Exodus 20. And Moses, and the glory of the Lord, Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and have you found favor with me, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your way so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. I thought that was very telling. But the Lord replied to him, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. That was in Exodus. And in Psalms 4.8 we read, in peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And in Psalms 23, we won't read the whole thing, but David wrote, The Lord is my shepherd, I, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he re leads me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul. Think about that, he refreshes my soul. In Psalms 55, 4 through 8, My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. 
fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. Rest is a good thing. It's good for our soul. Our spirits need rest. In Psalms we read again from David, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Truly He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. I'm skipping down some verses. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from Him. And he repeats, Truly He is my rock and my salvation. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock and my refuge. In rest, help me to focus my mind on your desire and ability to care for me. In rest, help me reflect on your gratefulness. In rest, help me remember that my greatest need is connection, communion with you. God, help me sleep and rest well each night, trusting you to watch over me. That's out of Psalms 121 and out of Matthew 11:28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Keeping true to the day, after all, it is Labor Day. I have picked out just a few quotes from Founding Fathers regarding labor and work and how it is important to man and our inner spirits, to our health and to our communities, to do work, to do good work. Love labor, for if thou dost not want it for food, thou mayest for physic. It is wholesome for the, for the, body, for the body and good for thy mind. It prevents the fruits of idleness, which may sometimes come to nothing to do, and lends too much to do what is worse than nothing. That was from William Penn. He's, I remember trying to write a, a quote from him in, when I worked for Derry Brownfield in his chronicle, and he goes, nobody understands William Penn. <laughs> I understood it, but it is tough to read. Pilgrims learned a hard lesson early on about the benefits of labor. Not just the provisions, but in their spirit. Instead of reading all this, I'm going to explain to you, and I think we've done this before around Thanksgiving when we talked about William Bradford. Now, if you remember, they repeatedly elected him as governor. And when they first established, they had a community garden, which was not just for, I mean, this was their livelihood. They had to have this food to eat. Well, that didn't last very well. I think they tried it for a few years, and it just did not work. It was the failure of the experiment of communal service. Why? Because some people would work and others would not. But then later, and he says this, But before I come to other things, I may say a word about their planting this year. They felt the benefit of their last year's harvest. For by planting corn on their own account... They managed with a great deal of patience to overcome famine. What had happened there is they gave each one of them their own lot instead of having a communion, community garden. The settlers now began to consider corn more precious than silver. And those they that had some to spare began to trade with others for small things, 
by the court, the pottle, the peck. For they had not money. And if they had, corn was preferred to it. Can't eat money, can you? And Benjamin Franklin said, When men are employed, they are best contented. And I wonder in today's America, we see all this violence, this looting, these shootings, these gangs. Is it because of their idleness that they don't have jobs? Haven't we done them an injustice, putting them on permanent welfare and on this and on that, so that they can't have that feeling of accomplishment? They're idle. So they have envy for others and hate for others. There's a modern version of the story of the ant and the grasshopper, and I haven't shared this in a long time, and it was written by a Steve Strobe in 2015, and it's been a while since I shared it, and I think it's very interesting on Labor Day, especially right now in our nation, for my brothers and sisters out there, they're trying to turn us into the communal garden, and if they do that, Equity will mean nothing because we'll all be starving equally. Labor is important. Work is important. A nation who doesn't have workers crumbles in poverty. And only the elite survive. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouthwatering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. 
Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjusted fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. My Pillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Best yet, it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and click on Radio Podcast Square. Use the promo code Bethann or just give them a call at 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168. Promo code Bethann. We have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth, and we're in the final segment of today's Labor Day show. I hope you're resting, and I hope I haven't hurt your ears too bad. Well, this is the uh, Steve Straub wrote this, and uh, the old version of the ant and the grasshopper story goes: the ant worked hard in the withering heat all summer long, building his house and laying up supplies for the winter. The grasshopper thought the ant to be a fool. He laughed and danced and played the summer away. Come winter, the ant is warm and well-fed. The grasshopper has no food or shelter, so he dies out in the cold. And the moral of the story is, be responsible for yourself. Now, that's not what we're being told today. That's not what equity is. And really and truthfully, if really things were that hard, you wouldn't let your neighbor starve. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about socialism. So here's the modern version. The ant works hard in the withering sun and the rain all summer long, building his house and laying up supplies for the winter. The grasshopper thought the ant to be a fool, so he laughed and he danced and he played the summer away. Come winter, the shivering grasshopper calls a press conference and demands to know why the ant should be allowed to be warm and well-fed while he is cold and starving. CBS... NBC, MSNBC, PBS, and CNN, and ABC, they showed up to provide pictures of the shivering grasshopper next to the video of the ant in his comfortable warm home with a table full of food. America is stunned by the sharp contrast. How can this be that in a country of such wealth, the poor grasshopper is allowed to suffer so? 
Kermit the Frog appears on Oprah with the grasshopper, and everybody cries as they sing, It isn't easy being green. The Association of Community Organizations for Reform, which is known as ACORN, if you remember, stages a demonstration in front of the ant's house where the news stations film to the group singing, We shall overcome. Then Reverend Sharpton, I'm sorry, Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Reverend Jackson, Reverend Sharpton, they join together with the group and they kneel down to pray to God for the grasshopper's sake. President Obama condemns the ant and blames President Rush, Bush, I'm sorry, President Bush, President Reagan, Christopher Columbus, and the Pope for the grasshopper's plight. Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid exclaim in an interview with Larry King that the ant has gotten rich off of the back of the grasshopper and both call for an immediate tax hike on the ant to make him pay his fair share. Finally. The Congress drafts the EEOC, Economic Equity and Anti-Grasshopper Act, retroactive to the beginning of the summer. The ant is fined for failing to hire a proportionate number of green bugs and having nothing left to pay his retroactive taxes. His home is confiscated by the government green czar and given to the grasshopper. The story ends as we see the grasshopper and his freeloading friends finishing up the last bits of the ant's food while the government house is he is in, which, as you recall, just happened to be the ant's old house, crumbles around the, them because the grasshopper doesn't maintain it. <coughs> the ant has disappeared in the snow, never to be seen again. The grasshopper is found dead in a drug-related incident, and the house, now abandoned, is taken over by a gang of spiders who terrorize the, and ramshackle the once prosperous and once peaceful neighborhood. The entire nation collapses, bringing the rest of the free world with it. Interesting, don't you think? And that's what they mean by equity. And that's what they preach with their socialism. I want to hear somebody say, no more socialism besides President Trump. I want to hear a Republican say it. I want to hear Tulsi, Tulsi Gamp. What's her name? Tulsi. What is her name from Hawaii? Tulsi something. I want to hear her say it because she admired Bernie Sanders. She wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders over Hillary. Tulsi Gabbard. I knew I'd get there eventually. <laughs> Rudy was no help that time. Thomas Jefferson said, interesting occupations are essential to happiness. Indeed, the whole work of being happy consists in the art of finding employment. George Washington said, and I think this kind of goes along with some of our uh, government jobs where they have too many people employed. My observation on every employment in life is that whether, wherever and whenever one person is found adequate to the discharge of a duty by close application thereto, it is worse executed by two persons and scarcely done at all if three or more are employed therein. That must have been something that happened back then, too. I guess human nature is just plain old human nature, no matter what decade you live in. And this is by Daniel Webster. Labor in this country is independent and proud. It is not to ask the patronage of capital... But capital solicits the aid of labor. Labor is the great produce of wealth. 
It moves all other causes. All men and women need to feel good about their work. We want to feel we are free to pursue our happiness. We don't expect happiness to be dealt out legislatively. That is slavery. Well, as we bring this show to a close, there is a time to work and there is a time to rest. There is a time for peace and there is a time for rest or war. (laughs) I guess that's the opposite. School has already started now, so that shopping work is done. So whatever that looks like you, whatever that looks like you sleeping in, visiting family or friends, whatever today looks like, or the last day at the pool, the community pool, or a quiet backyard barbecue, whatever it looks like to you, whatever it is, today we rest, dear patriots, for tomorrow we must work. You understand that? Today on this Labor Day, it's not about labor. It's about rest. So rest, my dear patriots, for tomorrow we must work. Then he returned to the disciples and he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of the sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. That's out of Matthew. And he also told them, The harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. kind of feel that way today in this country. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So again I say, rest dear patriots, for tomorrow our work is begun again. Tomorrow our work is to bring America home. Happy Labor Day. God bless you and your rest. We'll see you tomorrow. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to Beth at CSCTalkRadio.com. 
What if things were made in America again? We all complain about our products, even our food coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stubert didn't understand, so he dug in, and wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted in six million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of American manufacturing. Order Jim's book today. What if things were made in America again? Send twenty four ninety five to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box seventy three, California, Missouri six five zero one eight. Let's build it in America, buy it in America, and bring America home. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com. 